They look like dildos, so they must be in the future. I got a good dong uh, scene. I wanted to see what he was working with. Hello and welcome. We are back from theballerlifestyle.com. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you for joining us. Episode 266 of the show. You're, you're might going to want to weigh in on this one. So people like to react to these as a special episode. We're not, we're taking a step away from our normal topical weekly humor, sports and pop culture humor to do a movie review episode. And for that reason, you might want the voicemail. Yeah. The voicemail nine, four, nine, four, six, four TBLS eight, two, five, seven is the voicemail line. Leave us a message there. Give us your thoughts on what we discussed today. Uh, additionally, you can send an email mailbag at the baller lifestyle is the email address. And you can also go and discuss this show on our Facebook page, the baller lifestyle podcast, Facebook group. Um, and our Reddit subreddit TBLS underscore podcast on Reddit. All of those places are places. Oh, and if you didn't, if you're a Patreon subscriber and you haven't checked in there in a while, that's because we haven't been doing much enough there. But last week we did a full on speaking of movie reviews, Ed Daly and I got balls deep into abducted in plain sight. The accidentally hilarious child abduction documentary on Netflix. If you have not watched it, I would suggest watching it or just do like a companion, throw it on and then throw on our podcast and like kind of have the, I mean, no, just watch it first, watch abducted in plain sight on Netflix and then listen to our podcast on patreon.com slash the baller lifestyle. I am joined this week as I am every week by Mr. Ed Daly. Ed, what's up? Uh, this is, uh, this is a real important movie to me in a certain time of my life. Today's movie. 100% agree. I was had not seen it in a long time. I didn't I remember really loving it and then I watched it again over the course of the last 2 days and it turns out I still really love it. Oh, uh, I'm so glad you said that. I was afraid you were going to be like, "No, you didn't like it." Uh, oh no, I was I wanted I to make loved it. I, I wanted to make yeah, I totally agree. I wanted to make fun of it, and then I'm watching it, and I'm like, all I can do is celebrate this movie because it's amazing. <laughs> There's plenty to make fun of, but it's fucking yes, awesome. it's great. Um, and we are also joined special guest, a guy you hear often, a guy you'll be hearing here soon because it's almost time to kick off the Bachelor lifestyle here on the Baller Lifestyle Podcast because the Bachelorette is going to be starting soon. I thought, I thought it just ended. Well, that was the Bachelor. But I thought they take like a significant break, no? Well, it's been yeah, it's they don't take a long enough break in my opinion. Uh we're joined by friend of the show, Mr. Jason Stewart. Jason, what is up? Hello everybody. And Jason. Hey, you, um yeah, so did your signature sign on. Yeah. So uh the Minnesota Twins with Gary Gaetti. Um what Lita Ford, what was that song? Kiss Me Deadly, what is it? Yeah. Miss Me Deadly. Yeah. Kiss Me Deadly. Uh, Midnight Oil. Uh, Beds Are Burning. Yep. And The Running Man. 
all the uh, the soundtrack of my 1987 summer. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, very of a time. Uh, okay, so the, yeah, that's the movie we're doing. 1987, Arnold Schwarzenegger classic, The Running Man. It's a. It takes place in a a. Uh, what do you call that when you go in the future? Dystopian. Yes. Dystopian future of the, the far off day, 30 years in the future, 2017. <laughs> <laughs> That's always funny. I love, I mean, why not, when you do things like that, why not pick like 2087 so nobody alive on the production can see the future they imagined? You know, like Back to the Future, we talked yeah. about Back to the yes. Future 2. And it's like, well, these actors are just going to be in their 50s when this happens. Right. Or, you know, Schwarzenegger is 70. But, like, you, you, you want to you, you, you not be proven totally wrong with certain things. I think yeah. that what the creators should have thought forward, since they were trying to think of the future, and they did. I mean, I got examples of them doing doing a very lazy job of predicting the future but if just in short they should have thought that there's going to be three smart ass guys in their mid 40s doing a podcast <laughs> yes. talking about how badly they missed on the future of this movie that's what they should have thought uh, that's actually very funny uh so yeah it's in case you're not i mean everybody's aware of this movie i'm sure when when if you're near our age when we were kids Schwarzenegger just went on a fucking torrid run of amazing, amazing action movies. And this was right near the peak of his powers. Schwarzenegger, to put it in perspective, Schwarzenegger was Marvel superheroes. Oh, like yeah. when that, it was the big deal movie, that oh, the popcorn sure. movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, Commando, Running Man, Total Recall. Um, there's just the Terminator. There's just so many. The guy was just such a fucking superstar and never disappointed. Um, the, so the running man, in case you're not aware, it's, it's a 1987 science fiction action film directed by Paul Michael Glazer. Let's see what else he directed. Do we know? It's Starsky. Oh, that's, oh, it is Starsky. Oh yeah. <laughs> From Starsky and Hutch. Paul Michael Glazer directed it. Amazing. I did, I did a little reading up on it when I when I saw uh, Starsky, and I read a little more about the whole director thing. He was the third director. The oh, first did they have to fire a couple? Two were fired. First one got on board. I think he, he they, they said he was the director for a couple movies you've heard of, one like Leviathan or something like that. But yeah, but he he wanted to relocate the movie to a shopping mall, and so they're like, all right, he's got to go. Yeah, no, he then. The next guy, which I think is going to um, – will come into some of the commentary for later. The second guy was on the set for eight days. He he went on to direct The Fugitive. So like big-time director. Real director, yeah. Um, he was – after eight days, he was $8 million over budget and four days behind. They got halfway <laughs> through the first scene. I think like the prison escape or – you know, that's it. And so if you notice, there are a lot of sets lacking a lot. I mean, this movie, the sets itself look pretty bad. Oh, and the wardrobe. Yeah. And I'm guessing I'm guessing that first guy. I mean, the budget was like overall, it was 30 million. 
And this guy was eight million over budget after the first week. So I think he probably played a role in how the bad sets were. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. So yeah, this the the basic premise of the movie. Oh, it was so it was based on a book that Stephen King wrote. Yeah, under under a pen name or something else. Yeah, under a a pen pen name. It's a it's a pen name Richard Bachman that he. I think he had written under Richard Bachman before Stephen King or something. And then when he became like this commercial sensation, they started releasing these books that he used to write. And this was one of them. I didn't, I didn't read the book. I usually do. I, you know, you read listen and to listen it, to books. Yeah. Did you listen to the book? Um, Cause you rarely I, read the book. You always say you read the book, <laughs> but you, you only listen to the book. This which is, is uh, different. Where does Ed come out on this? Because you, you podcasted I, the book. I can I, never, I can, I can never uh, say that I read anything without Beckner calling me out for listening to books. Where do you come out on this? Ed? I, I mean, I got to tell you that it has come up many times when you've been on the show, and I, I do love it. And where do I come? I, I, I have in the past listened to. I used to my first job out of college. I had to drive to work, and so I, I would oh. say I listened to that book on tape. Yeah, or, yes, or you know, exactly. I listened. Of course, I, I wouldn't say I read it. It's never. different. It's a different thing. It's I mean, a completely it's, well, different I mean, skill. There's no shame, there's that, no shame that, in saying you listen to it. But that's when that's when books were literally on tape. If you fast okay. forward to 2019, yes. you have companions. You have Amazon you companions. Say, I listen, where you could, I you could to it literally, on Audible or whatever. You, you would say, I listen to yeah, that book. Exactly. Yeah, but exactly. I could spend 30 minutes on the can going number two. Easy. Read, read three chapters. Yeah. And then get in my car and drive two hours, and it'll pick up right where I left off. That's what that's what technology yeah, is. Yeah, but you're never do you're never doing the first part. You're only doing the listening. You might read like a that's, few that's pages just a of bold the face lie. Like that, that three three, three a, chapters on the can. Yeah, yeah. I I only crap like once a week. We've yeah, got three paragraphs on the Jay, can. Jay, stop telling that t- that part that aspect of your life on this podcast. That's the second time you've got, you've gone real deep into how often and for how long you take a shit. And I don't care. I don't, I don't want to know that. I don't, yeah. I don't need those details. Yeah. Drink more water. Yes. Eat, more, you eat some oh, kale. Okay. I hadn't thought of that one. Sauteed kale. Uh, so, okay. Jason Stewart didn't listen to this book. Um, it's, it's a, Set in a dystopian future, the word I couldn't think of. It says between 2017 and 2019, but in well, the in the opening scroll, it said 2017. Yeah, the book, and I I went on one of those like YouTube comparing the book to the movie, and I think I think the movie, I mean, the book was like 2022, so they could have pushed it out like five years to give uh, themselves a little more time. Um, but it was it was a lot more grim. The book. When it became oh, yeah. an Arnold vehicle, um, then they made it more Arnold-like movie. They yeah, they lightened it up a little bit. Although in 1987, I mean, this is pretty heavy for 1987. I think it's it's a fun watch oh, now. Yeah, yeah. But the, you know, the violence for back then was was pretty intense. I think. Um, so if you don't know the story, it's. Um, it's about basically about the so the the world has fallen apart like uh resources yeah, I mean, some are of it, short supply. Right. Some of it is doesn't sound kind so of off. Yeah. It says twenty seventeen food, natural resources, and oil are in short supply. Okay. Uh yeah. And so there's uh the government's ruling with an iron fist, they control the media, all that. 
And this guy, uh, this Arnold Schwarzenegger, Ben something. What's his name? Ben Richards. Higgins? Richard, Richards. Ben Richards. Yeah. I always like that. The, the smartest – and I can't remember who – Arnie says somebody gave him the advice not to lose the accent because remember early on they used to dub – you know the Conans. They yeah, like yeah, dubbed yeah. over him. And somebody's like, no, just fucking speak English with your shitty Austrian accent. It'll just be better. And so I just love that uh, all these movies, he's just got like a re- uh, like a regular American guy's name, Ben Richards, but he's got the <laughs> thick Austrian accent and I just love it. Um, so he's he's like a helicopter pilot. He's, uh, he's framed for the um, Bakersfield he, – he's called the Bakersfield Bo- Butcher. Ryan Progress. Yes, he's he's framed. Well, let's here. I'll just play the trailer and then we'll get into it. In the year 2017, an innocent man accused of a crime has a choice: hard time or prime time. Sensational, perfect contestant. I want him. He must pay or play the running man. On your mark. I'll be back. Highest rated TV show in history. Because they want us to stay. It's a game between life and death. Can you lift? Schwarzenegger is the running man. He's playing for a prize. The prize is his life. Out with the lights. The running man. Amazing, so good. Yeah. So he's so a cop. He's a cop in a helicopter when it when it opens up, and there's a food riot going on. Right. That's exactly right. That's that's the opening scene of the movie. There, you know, the world is fucked up. It's this is Southern California, L.A. He's he's flying over with the helicopter crew, and uh, there he's checking out Bakersfield, and he's like, "Yeah, it's a food riot. You know, they're." They're peaceful. They don't have weapons. And the government, who's ever talking in his ear, his commander's like, well, just fucking slaughter them. Like, shoot the fuck out of them. Like, 1,500 civilians. Yeah. And he's, he's like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And then, and so then he gets in a brawl in the yeah, helicopter. My, my buddies not, and I in college, we used to say, like, when it was time to eat, we'd go, all I want is some food for God's sakes. That's what he, that's what he that's said about people. I was just about to say that. He sets the tone right away that it's going to be very below average acting. Hey. Right away with, with that exact whoa, whoa. line that you just said. Um, the hell with you. I will not fire on innocent people. So what's, what became a thing with these – and this was like the peak of it is that like early on like in Commando – um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, when when Freddie Mercury at the end, when he kills Freddie Mercury, he like throws a he throws a pipe through his body, and it and it like it, it um, smashes him against like a steam boiler, and he goes, "Hey Bennett, 
Why don't you blow off some steam? And then all through that movie, he's got all sorts of sick lines. And then it just kind of like compounded from there. Everybody loved that he would throw out yeah. these one-liners. And then at Running Man, it's like the peak of it. There's like one-liners yeah. in almost every scene. varying degrees of success. Yes. <laughs> some better than others, but they go for it. <laughs> and also, like, I, I forgot that I'll Be Back was in everything. I thought it was just a Terminator line. Yeah, they, they crowbar that thing right into this one. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. But I, I'll, I'll be honest, gave me the fucking chills. It did. It really could, did. Could you guys clarify something for me? There seems to be a um, a mixing of pop culture uh, quotes from our childhood, and you tell me if I'm wrong on this. In Poltergeist, the little girl made the term "He's back," right? Or they're back. They're back. Okay. They're here. Okay. But and I and I think Schwarzenegger's thing is I'll be back. But yeah. somehow that's like kind of like uh metamorphosized itself into I'm back. Like who came up with that one? Because anyone well, who does that, that sounds like a gay guy coming back yeah. on the scene. What it, yeah. right. But what is it? What what is that a combination of? Because any anytime anyone anyone lame want, wants to put zero effort in thinking of something, they do the "I'm back." I don't know what that. I think it's a, I think it's a double reference to Poltergeist and every movie that he was in. And remember when he came back to do Celebrity Apprentice when Trump got um, nominated? That was his big thing. I'm back. But what were you, what were you back from? I don't and remember. Where did the where where did we coin that phrase? I don't know. I need, uh, I need one of the I listeners. Didn't watch the yeah, reach out. I'm not sure. Um, so he so he does he refuses to do these murders, but he gets framed, and then he's immediately sent to prison. And these these dystopian future uh, prison scenes are always the same. There's a lot of rocks being broken. A lot of steam too. A lot of steam. They're working in some kind of plant. They're they're a lot of welding equipment. <laughs> they're well they're, they're welding yeah. pipes. They got a dead body in a wheelbarrow for some reason. Well, it, yeah, it's kind of like Handmaid's Tale when the, they die when their buddies die in the prison. They they they're in charge of like scooping them and throwing them into a big dumpster where something happens to them. There's a lot of dead bodies in there. But this is this is something you spoke to Ed. The prison guard uniforms were literally Little League double ear flap Willie McGee style <laughs> batting helmets and paired with some type – something fashioned to look like a gas mask or a respirator that right. just kind of like – didn't look like it would do a very good job of whatever it but was intended to do. It's definitely – because I – yeah, I have it on right now in the background, yeah. and they—they're straight up little league helmets. Yeah, they are. They're hundred percent <laughs> right? for for any kid because it has both ear flaps. Yeah, double flap. You bat come 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 up both sides of the plate. Doesn't matter. Just like Willie McGee, yeah. added switch. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they, there's it was definitely low budge in that aspect. Um. But hit, but this I think was the scene he worked on. The guy who wasted all the money. Oh, right. I, well, I could see that. So then, because it is kind of an intricate scene, they're, they're clearly um, Ben Richards and Yafet Koto and some nerd. Uh, yeah. And you, know, you, know he's a, 
yeah, this, you know he's a nerd, and this kind of isn't cool because a he's got he wears glasses, glasses, and two they've given him a Jewish name, and that's like pretty <laughs> fucked up. Like if you really like, and yeah, yeah, photo. How about how about the quaff on him? Yeah, Yafet Quoto did the damn thing in this movie. It was very, very fantastic yeah. performance by him. But and they're playing. I dig the Arnold in a beard. He he was rocking oh, yeah. a beard in prison. Yeah, he's he's grown the beard. He's uh, yeah, he's but they're still like letting him. I don't know if he's like um, curling the acetylene tanks or whatever because I, maybe he hasn't been in in prison that long. But he's extremely yoked. His his biceps are glistening. He's all greased up. He looks good. He looks healthy. Yeah, he's just carrying beams. Uh, it's yeah, it's right. just kind of a mix of the future and right. like that guy Weiss is carrying a bucket of water right now. Right. Not not really clear what they were working on in this prison labor. And also in the future, they don't build prison walls, which I don't know if you know this. Been pretty effective. Up yeah, they until tend this to point. have those things. Yeah, <laughs> this prison doesn't have walls. Instead, they have um, chokers. They all wear chokers, and if you go past a certain line, your head explodes. That's like a. There was a Rucker Hauer movie that, where that been, was the whole I, premise. I think there's a um, uh, Schwarzenegger or a, a Sly Stallone movie that's got the same setup as well. It's 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 a well the exploding used head thing. Yeah, yeah they, like a dog collar kind of thing that explodes the head. Yeah, exactly. And so they they these guys have a plan to get out. And tw- one thing they get right about 2017 is the stealing of the password. The prison guard is just he's like typing in the password and it's a real big display. They haven't they haven't developed the, the thing where you where it just looks you type it in but it just looks like asterisks. It yeah. actually displays the actual and password. giant numbers, and there's only five Huge. of them. There's only five of them, and there's a dash in there for some reason. And this and Weiss, because he's the nerd, he's like, I got the password. And they're going to steal the password, and then they're going to be able to disable the thing that explodes your head. And, and there wasn't even a discussion on which of the crew would be in charge of the passwords. It was just understood Weiss had that oh, job. Of course. Of course. And they did they they plan they used the ruse and I, tell me if you guys have ever seen this in a movie where they get into a fight. Yeah. And like the guards have to break up the fight and then they take over and they steal their guns and it just seems to work too easily in these prison movies. But it, it it's effective except that when when Weiss is going to put in the password on the little like Commodore 64 that they have in 2017 in this movie, it's not working for some reason, even though, and his solution is to just continue putting in the password, which it's kind of like when I try to, when iTunes or Skype tells me I don't have the right password and I know I do have the right password. I just keep putting it in until it tells me that, no, that's not it. You just can't, and, and you know, if, can't try anymore. If only they would have known that in 2017 that if you try to put your password in three times, it's locking you out forever. <laughs> but he, he, he must have repeatedly put his password Hundreds. in 58 times, and that's no exaggeration. His only solution was to keep putting the password in. Then well, hopefully it would work. At some well, point, and it didn't make sense because the, the – co- the, guard the co that was putting in the password before him was inside when he did it and then when weiss was trying he's like it's not working 
it must the walls must be blocking it. So they had Wi-Fi back then, obviously. And he's like, the Wi-Fi shitty in here. So then he's like, let's take it outside. So they had to like go to another location and he kept trying to do it. Meanwhile, Chico doesn't make the best decision. Their buddy Chico, <laughs> that guy, that guy like is very hasty. Yeah, because it's not working. Now here here's Here's what you don't do. If you know that you, if you run past a certain line, your head's going to explode. <laughs> I don't think Cautious. you just start fucking sprint. It's not like, it's not like, um, arena league where yeah. the guy lines up 38 yards behind the line of scrimmage <laughs> and then breaks into a full fucking sprint and then they snap it right as he crosses the line of scrimmage because that's what chico was trying to do but it didn't work out chico's head exploded yeah right before the password went through like there's points for being first like if there's if there's any like situation where maybe you don't want to be the first to get in it would be this one maybe you'd be like you know what yeah why don't we all do it together to see if this thing works and also i didn't know know what the full sprint was it's not like he had lost his mind. He couldn't take it anymore. Like Weiss was only 20 seconds away from solving the whole situation. Yeah. yeah. It's right after like, oh, Chico and his fucking head fully. Oh, he, lo- he lost his mind. All right. Like if, yeah. Weiss, if, if Weiss was like, yeah, this is going to take a couple more weeks. Maybe Chico loses it and just <laughs> runs for it. But like this was yeah. only going to take like it was going to take 20 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, they well as as soon as Chico's head explodes, Weiss is able to finally get the password in, and you could see because they had red and green lights on the um, on the prison wall thing, right. it, it went to green, and you're like, okay, our head won't explode now. And these guys bounce, <laughs> and there's not, you know, it seems like they might be out in the desert. It doesn't really show them hitching a ride or whatever, because the next scene, it's nighttime, and we're on L.A. We're in L.A. and is it a skid row? Yeah, yeah, they're somewhere, and they're and it's the underground, and they run into Dweezil Zappa, and he's selling st- stereos, and it turns out he's part of the resistance that yeah, Yafet Koto wearing, and Weiss are in. And he's wearing a beret. Yeah. So that is that's, not, wait a minute. Are, are we talking about the same guy? Are we talking about Mick Fleetwood? No, 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 no Dweezil no. Zappa. Dweezil, Zappa Dweezil's and Mick like the, there. is like the the gateway guy. Right. But oh, they, that's right. But that's the, right. the disguises that they wear. Arnold's wearing just a hat and like a jacket, like not, you know, baseball cap and a jacket. Weiss is wearing a World War II bomber jacket. That's right. Yeah. And then Yafit Koto's dressed like Carmen San Diego. He's got this big floppy hat. He's he's actually in disguise. Yafit yeah. Koto. Yeah. So, so this this you might be onto something with the original director going over budget because it appeared that these guys were just wearing their regular clothes. Arnie is wearing a World Gym Venice sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah, that's his, his yeah. shit. And he's apparently at some point come into some Cubans because he's smoking a cigar just as you would picture Schwarzenegger walking from his trailer to set to do a scene. <laughs> he always had the cigar. He'd be like at the Planet Hollywood opening. He'd always have a cigar. He's basically just playing himself in this yeah. movie he's got his own clothes on he's smoking his own cigar and saying dweezil zappa i'm pretty sure he's wearing that same beret when he's playing guitar in the don johnson heartbeat video <laughs> and and also when was when when did he get those cigars like what did know. they have those in prison no no it's a, yeah they've skid they row the, they have cubans 
Maybe they've been to the safe house. I don't know. They've skipped over. But yeah, eventually Dweezil links him up with Mick Fleetwood. And Mick Fleetwood, he's like the leader of the resistance. Strangely, he's wearing old-looking makeup that actually makes him – and it's supposed to be 2017. His old makeup actually had him looking younger than he actually does right now, (laughs) which is kind of weird. I thought that as well. Literally, this movie was made 30 years ago, 32 years ago. Mick Fleetwood looks like he's dying in his 90s in 1987. I just saw that guy play with Fleetwood Mac two months ago. Yeah. How is that guy even around? No, wasn't, got- it, wasn't it a thing back in the 80s to put like these rock stars in movies? Yeah. Didn't Mick yeah. Jagger and Bowie and a couple others just kind of appear as random yeah, they people? Would. And these you could tell that Arnie – like these guys were probably Arnie's neighbors. Like he's yeah, he's put a bunch yeah, of his you're right. Hey, like, who wants to who wants to be in my movie? Like all the stalkers. Like when Sven finally gets a line, not to spoil the movie. At the end of the movie, you're like, oh, well, why is that guy here? Like he cannot speak, but it, yeah, he must be. I should Google Sven. Yeah, and then if you look, so Jesus I if, funny. if you watch on Amazon Prime and you go up and you like look at the actors and you see other things they've been in, it's all other Schwarzenegger movies. Are like I would say, I would say that you're probably right with that theory. I think the yeah. Hispanic female lead had to be the maid, and he had to put her in the movie, or oh. else she would oh. come straight with. Him. Oh, wait a we'll, second. We'll get to we'll get to Maria but, Conchita but Alonso about, in a minute. How about Arnold's? Where- after he meets with Fleetwood and they're in disguise walking around, yeah. Arnold puts on a uh, – it looks like, it looks like a kid's like yes. Bob the Builder hat. Yes. Like it doesn't look like a real hard hat. <laughs> I think they were trying to go for like it's a futuristic hard hat, but it had a visor. Yeah, it looks smaller too. Like it's yeah. for children. Yeah, it was small and it kind of had – I think he had goggles strapped around it. Yeah. Yet he he still had – like he'd shaved the beard, which helps I guess, although he's more known as the Bakersfield Butcher without the beard. But he shaves the beard and then he's just cruising around still with his World Gym Venice sweatshirt on and the cigar wherever he goes. It's like he's not really hiding – out as well as he should be as he's the most wanted guy in America at the time. And if you're you're ever around somebody smoking a cigar, it's you can tell where the person is. Like you can't smelly. you can't blend into a crowd smoking a cigar. It's a strong odor. Uh, but eventually after they have to like Mick Fleetwood sort of threatens not to take off um Arnie's explosive choker, but then you know they look Yafit Koto like works it out and he takes it off. Um and then but Arnie's not down with the resistance. Like he's like, all right, guys, I'm fucking out of here. And um, so he goes, he's like, I'm going to my brother's place and he's going to get me out of here. And I don't know how he's worked that out with his brother, but um, so he bounces and the other guys are like, we could sure use you in the resistance. And he's like, fuck that. I'm out of here. Like they're looking for me. So I'm bouncing. Uh, meanwhile, they cut to, Dick Dawson. Oh my goodness! Fuck. If you don't, might remember, have been the performance of the decade. I, see, I don't, I don't remember. I don't know that I knew Hogan's Heroes at the time. Like I knew, I Dick, definitely did not. I knew Dick Dawson as the guy that made out with your grandma on Family Feud. Like I'm like, oh, there's the game show host that tongues old ladies. 
I didn't realize he was also an actor. And what a fucking fantastic villain he was. Would you guys agree? Absolutely. He was he was terrific. And he was not really all that different from Family Feud, Dick Dawson. No, he's basically, he was, he was basically, that's what I was going to say. He was French I, and ladies. I think he, he played this like egomaniac game show host, a cliched egomaniac game show host. I guarantee yeah. he's exactly like that in real life. Like yeah. I didn't get the impression that he was acting whatsoever. Oh, well, I thought he was fantastic. R.I.P. I oh, he was great. Right? He was great. Yeah. Uh, he's the one who hung himself, right? The no, 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 no. That no, was no, Ray no. Combs. Ray Combs. Oh, okay. Dick Do- Dick Dawson probably hung himself by the nuts. He probably <laughs> he probably came to death. He was probably he had to- grandma's pearls wrapped around his neck as as somebody was jerking him off. Yeah, he went to shoot one last load and it just went <laughs> and it was just a puff oh, of dust he went, and he was like he went, oh! he went Carradine. Yes, yeah, and it was just like oh. I can no longer come. And that was it. Boom. Last words. Um, so you, we're getting, a, we get to meet Dick Dawson and he's, he's a real prick, um, you know, studio guy. He's the host of the game show. And, the, and we see that where they allude to the game show. It's the hottest show in America. And it's basically where they murder prisoners on TV and everybody cheers. Yeah. And everybody loves it. Cause it's a real bloodlust society and all that. Did uh, so they ever- did they ever yeah. reveal what ICS stands for, the network? That's a oh, weird good three question. letters. ICS. ICS. I wonder if it's in the Wikipedia. I can't really look it up now. Uh, good question. So Arnie bounces to his brother's apartment. And again, he's in his construction worker outfit. Um, Bob the Builder costume. Yeah. He's like, I think he's got a toolbox or lunchbox. So he's trying to fit in. He cruises to his brother's apartment, puts in the code and cruises right in. And then he gets in there and it's just like fucking panties. And he's like, wait, is mine? What's going on here? It's like, the stuff doesn't match. So then he like, takes a shower. And then the actual woman that lives there cruises, comes in and she starts um, doing her workout. She throws on her workout TV show hosted by Jesse, the body Ventura. And she starts doing sit-ups in lingerie. Yeah. Like that's her workout Sex, gear. Sexy sit-ups. Yeah. Jeez, oh, man, I miss the eighties. Miss, uh, I looked her up like what her deal was. Miss Venezuela, 1975. Oh yeah. No, Maria Cachita Alonso was big time in the eighties. She was in no, Moscow on the Hudson. Yeah. Yeah. I know she was yeah. big time, but like, yeah, yeah she was a legit, beauty queen yeah before acting yeah she's 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 working out in a fucking negligee and and i gotta admit i was watching this right now and in the 80s like i didn't really give and this maria conchita alonso she'd show her titties in movies and stuff that i would have been into and i just wasn't really a fan like she's in she's in colors and she's like look at me this is me batman this is me batman (laughs) and i was like yeah whatever i wasn't but I'm watching this run. Yeah. And this Maria Conchita Alonso is looking real good. Like, I feel like I missed the, the, her <laughs> whole peak. But this uh, was like, this was, yeah. to me, this was my, like, uh, the, really the first impression that I got in this movie that they say they're in 2017, but they're really in 1987. And almost <laughs> yeah. every, right. and almost every way that, that the scene looks, be, 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 be I mean, her doing the calisthenics, the aerobics and the aerobics. Yeah, the uniform. aerobics to Captain Freedom 
with a yeah. with a videotape, a video, yeah, a video, a, a VHS, a synthesizer in the middle of the room, a a small, a very small TV, a, a small box TV that there a landline rings and an answering machine picks up. Yeah. There's another stupid yeah. ass little screen computer that's like DOS. They they it's almost like they they were like we could try to do the future like Blade Runner or Back to the Future. But screw it. Let's just yeah. do 1987 well, and 2017. Well, yeah, and they're like the original it's, point. Maybe yeah. they had bigger plans, and then like, yeah. fuck it. That that director fucked us up. We're just gonna have to use our own shit. Yeah, and or maybe they're like, it's only 30 years in the future. Like people will still be doing aerobics and teddies, and like maybe you know there'll be passwords and shit. Like they they figured they were like it's be it's close. like. The simplest, like the, the most lazy way to do the future in the in the seventies and eighties was video phones. People talking yes. in video phones. They didn't and even go that far. Clothing. It was landline phones with a cord connected yes. to the wall. <laughs> right, but they were sh- and they're shaped real eighties, like they're like oh, yeah. tube style. They look handsets. like they look like dildos, so they yes. must be in the future. But when when she she goes, that's my synthesizer setup. I'm a musician, but what? She's not really a musician. I mean, she's just somebody who has a keyboard at home. Like she never, she never plays music in the entire movie. She's she works in like what the the footage department she's, of. She wrote the theme song for the network. She's like, "Have you heard ICTV? I write the song." Oh, like so, so they give her like full security <laughs> passes because she wrote a song. Yeah, she's she's in there. She's in the bowels of the network because she's fucking hooked up because she's writing the jingles. <laughs> Um, so, oh, so she, he's like, where's Tom or Greg or whatever his brother's name is. And she's like, I don't know. They told me the last owner was being reeducated. And he's like, you know, he's like, fuck now what do I do. So he's like, he's like, all right, well, I'm out of here. And she's like, well, you can't go anywhere without a travel pass. She like basically gives him the whole fucking exit strategy. And he's like, oh, I'll just take your fucking travel pass then. So he's, he's, he's like, um, you know, let's let's bounce to the airport. Hey, he threatens to kill her unless he yeah, she comes he, along with him yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And he's got her by the neck. Yeah. He and I, I, yeah. I will say this. The, the plan to get through security at the airport is pretty smart. It's um, pretty the, weak. Plan, the plan it's was I'm going to use your pass because in 2017, yeah. they're not going to have a, a picture on the pass. Yes. To There's just a UPC gender. code. And then we're just going to bur- bullshit our way why you don't have your pass yeah. past the guard. That That's the plan to get on the whatever, the plane it's, or wherever the hell they're going. It seems like a better idea would be to, at the <laughs> very least, restrain her or kill her. I'm, you know, I'm not going to go. Arnie's a good guy, so he probably wouldn't do that, Ben Richards. But restrain her so you could go to the airport by yourself. Right. But instead, he brings her along. Meanwhile, before makes they hit the- her, makes her change into a sundress first, right? And he Bef- puts on a giant hula shirt. He looks great. He dresses like I dress every day. <laughs> um, he so that part of the future he got right. Uh, so, but before that, this Dick Dawson's lamenting. He's at the studio and he's like, "These fucking prisoners are fucking pussies." Like he's he's the, he's concerned about ratings. They can't find contestants to kill in an exciting enough manner on the show. And then he's watching the news and he's like, "Who the fuck is that? I want to suck that guy's dick." And it's yeah. showing. He gets really into his looks. Yeah, he's um he's they're showing Ben Richards escape from prison. One thing in the future that's kind of similar to now, everything's recorded. 
Like they, he like breaks out of prison and they have the whole fucking thing on TV. Like everything you can watch, the whole prison escape, the whole Bakersfield massacre you can watch. Like everything's recorded. Yet again, so, yet again, um, you know, they didn't think that that maybe in the future they would have had like security cameras and maybe make it black and white, maybe digitize the whole thing with yeah. the time in the, in the bottom right-hand corner. Each time they go back to footage – it's just movie footage with multiple cameras. Yeah. It's just the, the exact movie footage. We see that when they redo the helicopter scene a couple of times. We, but what, the, what... <laughs> that's better than now. Every time a 7-Eleven or a jewelry store gets knocked off in L.A., they're like, have you seen this guy? And I'm like, well, I can't even fucking make that guy out. Like, how's that the best picture we have in 2019? I can't – I couldn't – that could be anybody. Meanwhile, in this future, this dystopian future, they got a clear shot of everything that's happening all the time. But but one thing about – you know, you said his whole security plan. He doesn't get caught until – at the airport until she she like – doesn't yeah. she like elbow him in the balls? Yeah. He gets past it because he just puts too much shit in her bag. Yeah, it's great. Like all you know the women. security, the, the futuristic security, and it just becomes women. I mean, can you believe this blouse I just pulled out of her bag? And they're like, all right, just fucking go ahead. You're, you're making the yep. line too long. Yeah. So he exactly. does, he does get past it. That, yeah, that, that does kind of work. And, but yeah, she elbows him in, a, in the nuts. He fucking runs out on the tarmac, and I feel like we don't get enough of this. They hit him with the net gun. Yeah. I feel like we need more net guns these days. That's that's one thing. I know they probably do exist. I'm sure they're out there, but I don't see them getting used in a lot of car chases or anything. We need to be net gunning more people. Yeah, it seems like a that fun way to go down. Yeah. He's sprinting on the pavement. And just in comes to flags. an abrupt rolling stop on the pavement. That's got to hurt. Well, yeah, it does. And it was very obviously a stunt performer that took the fall, <laughs> which was kind of a bummer. Uh, but me – so – oh, yeah. So meanwhile, Dick Dawson's like, they want ratings. I can get 10 points for his biceps alone. I mean he basically wants to tongue his asshole on TV. I think that's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, he, he – when he finally meets him face-to-face, he, doesn't he say something like, hey, cutie pie? Yes. Yeah. So they – yeah. You're the asshole on TV. He's caught and they bring him to the studio where Dick Dawson is like, look – I need you to be the fucking running man on my show. And they're like, he's like, uh, no, I'm not doing that. You know, like I'm, I'm not into that. And he's like, well, if you don't guess what? We caught Yafit Koto and that nerd. And Yo, we're going to murder and Laughlin. Them. Yeah. Oh, is that what they said? Why? Why some Laughlin are the oh, two? Are there, oh, and, right. and, the, and, and the, to show that it's a studio, they have posters of like other shows in the background. I don't remember all of them, but I remember one of them was the hate boat instead of the love boat, which that's was pretty popular. sweet. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's probably a good um, – somebody's got that in their collection these days. So it, uh, he agrees to be the running man on the show because he doesn't want Yafet Koto, Laughlin, and Weiss to get murdered. And then they put him through like a battery of – like medical experiments or something that never quite gets explained. They, like, wanted, they wanted to weaken him. They oh, is that because like, they're like, oh, is it like, is it like sta- yeah, like stabbing the bull before the bullfight? Right. Oh, because yeah. they're like, let's inject him with barium and then let's shoot him with this 
gun looking shot thing and then let's gas him. They're like they shoot him like they put him in like a gas chamber and I didn't really know what was going on, but they're prepping him. Meanwhile, Maria Conchita Alonso, she's been through a lot, but like a trooper, it's the next day and she's at work. Like she's just been through this traumatic experience where she's taken hostage and she's at work and she's starting to see that things aren't what they seem because she sees the news report of the of the airport situation that she was involved in where she hit him in the nuts and he got caught and they're like yeah he murdered five people at the airport and she's like wait a second that's not true and she's she starts to have questions yeah right, she turns right. it she turns musician to super sleuth yeah and she's, allow me to point out that while she was figuring that whole thing out she was getting a soda out of a soda machine with quarters, which in, in two, 2017. Was it, was it any old soda or was it Cadre Cola? <laughs> it was Cadre Cola in a, um, in a soda machine with quarters. And they cut to a commercial. Do you remember the commercial? It was another game show. No. Climbing for dollars. It was just oh, Doberman's, that's right. yeah. Doberman's at the bottom of a like oh, that's a, right. a it, and the guy's just climbing and they're grabbing its leg. His yeah, leg. he's like climbing a rope and he's got like <laughs> yeah. money in his teeth. And shit. I just, yeah. but but I see their. Um, I'm not. I forget what they call these people on set. What is it? Consistency people, people that are like, oh, you know, uh, have to remind the director that con- like, yeah, the con- continuity. You know, like this is a period piece. There shouldn't be a Ford Mustang in 1852. Or, you know, it's like right. you'd think that they would just be like, shouldn't we put a little bit of effort into this soda machine? Like it just kind of appears if you think about it or yeah, something. Like, yeah. nah, screw it. Just let's yeah, just like let's just print. film it. Right. Or like eye, like retinal scanning. Good point. <laughs> right. Um, so they're they're like getting ready. They're Getting they're getting primed for uh, Arnie to be the running man, and meanwhile they start, like, they start introing the show, right? Like they do the yeah. My God, the and, longest intro in the history. Yeah, of television. yeah. I was gonna say that's like a nine minute intro of just aerobic dancing. It felt like Apollo's entrance to Rocky Four right. right before he gets killed. It's a ton of aerobic like, dancers. Yeah. In 2017. Yeah. yeah, it's like the solid gold dancers. They show like Buzzsaw arriving to work and he's signing autographs and shit. Everyone's all fired up. Everybody <laughs> writing this is on cocaine. Everybody yes. in this production. This <laughs> feels so cocaine. Yeah, it's the cool. 80s. Um, Dick, Dick Dawson's out there doing his thing, mouth sexing women in the uh, crowd. And then he introduce, he introduces the butcher of Bakersfield and it's like the edited uh, – again – You've got the full view of what happened inside the helicopter. They're showing it on TV, much better video than we have today. But of course, it's edited to make it look like uh, Arnie is the butcher of Bakersfield. Right. So, like, don't they change the audio? It's like, don't shoot. And he's like, the hell with you. Like, they just yeah. fuck with his words. Exactly. And meanwhile, Maria Conchito Alonso, she's kind of like looking at the TV, and you can tell, like, she's getting the little pussy thing. tingle. Yeah. Like, thing, like, She's gotten little little moistures coming on. She's like this big tough guy, like took me hostage, and maybe it's a Stockholm syndrome. But she goes in and she's like, she goes into the files, and again, it's the future. And Jason Stewart's got a point. They got they got things in hard files. Like she goes in <laughs> into file a fi- file cabinet, and the file cabinet is like the file is labeled like 
Bakersfield incident or something like something right. very obvious. But then she yeah, reaches hey, in. Doesn't it say like real footage of Bakersfield? Yes. Like they yes. over yeah. the top label it so you know. Yes. Oh yeah. And it's and it's like discs, but they look they look kind of like SD cards, like very futuristic, right. except that they're in a file in a filing and, cabinet. And all while this is going on, they're still doing the aerobic dancing intro. Still, and so then so they load Arnie into like this pneumatic. Uh, tube that they're going to shoot him into the game in, and then right before they do it, all of a sudden he realizes he's been double-crossed because it, Dick Dawson's like, you're not going alone? Remember when you broke out of prison with your buddy Yafik Koto and this nerd Jew? Well, they're here! And then he's like, <laughs> they show up and they're like in their own <coughs> pneumatic tubes, and he's and Arnie's like, you son of a bitch. Like, he realizes he's been, he's been double-crossed, and right before he gets sent off, He's he looks at uh, at Dick Dawson and he says it, Killian, I'll be back. And I fuck, I got so much chills when that happened. Did you guys get yes. the same feeling? And Killian's response is pretty good too. Yeah, o- only in a rerun. Yeah, very classic, <laughs> very good scene. Um, they they sent him off, and this is this is the meat of the movie. He's in the game, and the point of the game is to not get murdered or to get murdered depending on your perspective um the so they send oh, out wait, they, but right yeah. before they head out on stage remember there's that scene where she's with a coworker and he walks by and they're like all oh, yeah. fantasizing about rape like man it's a wonder he didn't rape you yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, yes. it takes a weird turn like yeah her coworkers <laughs> fantasizing about rape totally right. yes um so he gets he gets shot in the game and the first um, stalker that gets picked, and this is a little annoying because I guess part of the the fan experience is is that Dick Dawson goes out into the crowd, and for prizes, you get somebody from the crowd gets to pick their whoever gets to go and kill the prisoners in the show. And yeah, and not to, just any you prizes. Have to give them credit. <laughs> yeah, the home game. Board, the home, home game. video. Yeah, the, the, the home board game. game. Yeah, they're yeah, handing the out. Version. They're having board games of of Running Man. Well, back yeah. in the eighties, they always gave you the home version. Like if right. you, yeah, if you, I get it. Yeah. But this is supposed to be twenty. Hey, roll the dice and see if Ben Richards moves ahead six <laughs> places or eight places. It's great, right? But to a man, he goes out in the audience three different times in this movie, and every single time. The the people in the crowd can't think of their favorite murderer that they want. So they're like, oh, I don't know. Like, wouldn't you have a favorite? Wouldn't you be like, dude, if they call on me, I'm I want right. yes. Body Ventura out there. Like, they no, no, it drove me crazy that they're like, oh, I don't. Well, on the one hand, and they're like working it out, and yeah. Dick Dawson's getting pissed. I thought that was a weird element. And the first woman that he picks is Miss Yvonne from Pee Wee's Playhouse or Charlie's mom on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, wow. Fantastic. Miss Yvonne. <laughs> uh, so the fir- but the first killer, this- Professor Sub-Zero, and this is an interesting um, choice of gimmick for this guy because he's a, he's a big Japanese guy. <laughs> yeah, it's, P- it's uh, Francis Buxton's bodyguard from Pee Wee's yeah. uh, Big Adventure. Yeah, he's um, – but his gimmick is that he's got a hockey stick. <laughs> yeah. 
He's That's a dangerous like, guy to stab you. So what what would you do with a giant Japanese man? What sport does it come to mind? Yeah, hockey. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So they give him they get and the hockey stick is like a reaper. So the the blade of the hockey stick is an actual blade and they show him he's like and he like cuts a, a timpani a gong in half to like hype up the crowd with his with his blade and so then they shoot these guys into the game yeah, but his and name it, his name is sub-zero sub-zero which, yeah which it's implies that he's doing something to f- something to freeze people or something that's very right. cold i think yes. the only thing that was cold is that their their arena was on ice but the actual killing device was the blade, right? Right. But it, there it, was a hockey theme. And the and the, the actor, by the way, he, he went – I guess he was a professional wrestler, Tanaka, Professor Tanaka. Dude was just – he was Hawaiian. But they're like, oh, you know what? That's yeah. not going to fly. You're going to have to be Japanese guy from now on. Right. You look kind of <laughs> Asian. Yeah. So he they send them out and they're – Throughout the thing, they like get tormented by people in the game zone or in the quadrants. There's a bunch of guys. Yeah, like who, like, are, who are the guys on the mopeds? Yeah, why can't they kill the prisoners? Because there's a whole bunch of guys on on Honda CR 250s that will like ride by and like fucking kick you as they go by. Like they're just dicks. Uh, so that was a weird element. So they find themselves in this hockey rink, and Sub Zero drops in, and like all like. He could easily have killed Weiss immediately, but instead he's a showman. You know, he's putting, he's doing it for the cameras. He fucks him up a little bit, knocks him down, and then, and then like shoots a one timer and shoots him into a goal, and the goal closes. And then Weiss is like, hey guys, get me out of here. Like makes it all about himself. Yeah. Like and, they, and you're, and, and you're like probably safer inside that goal. Right. You're, you're not near the blade. Like he could have killed you already. Um, so then, and then they show like people like on the streets, they, they're, they're, people are gambling on all this. Yeah. Yeah. There's, and I, that's always weird. Cause they're like just handing up money and I'm like, who's writing this down? Like who knows? Yeah. I don't see any slips being handed back. I don't like, it just didn't just seems very chaotic. I just think things could be handled much more cleanly. <laughs> um, that stresses me out the whole betting aspect. So the, eventually Let's be honest, like Arnie doesn't really have much trouble killing any of these guys. He's Arnie is a bad motherfucker. I mean, despite- he's so much bigger than these guys. Right. Even this- even Tanaka, even uh, Sub-Zero, Sub-Zero is probably like eight inches shorter than yeah. him. He's. But he's he's on skates. I mean, they're on ice. And also he has a long ass blade. But uh Arnie gets the fucking wise idea to garrot him with the, he like grabs some razor wire off the top of the fence and unfurls it. And when Tanaka comes skating up, he gets him fucking around the neck with it and garrots him to death, which is yeah. pretty badass. It is. Uh, um, and and, and then he, what does he say? Right. What does he say? He goes, now I have a feeling they're like, Oh, we've got to come up with a, a line this was you know, for Arnold. And Arnold is like, no, nah, I got this. I, yeah, I, yes. I, I, I thought a good one. Hey, Killian, here is Sub-Zero. Now, Plane Zero. Yes. yes. Plane, plane Zero isn't a plane thing. Plane Zero. Yes. You could say, like, now he's just a zero. Like, 
now plane zero. Plane zero. Did, did you ever go, hey, check yeah. this out, guys. Look at plane zero over here. Like that's isn't, not a thing. Yeah. Isn't zero better than sub zero? I mean yes. now he now he's better. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, but you yes. don't say plane zero, you just he, say zero. He was what? a negative integer and now he's an a, a, an actual number higher than that negative number that he was before. That's and he's so point. proud of himself when he delivers that line. Oh yeah. It, yeah, like and he high fives the Afrikoto after he says it. Yeah, and then he's like, "He was a real pain in the neck." Like they're <laughs> really just piling on the one-liners, which I enjoy. Yeah, but that seems like that was the writers. The plane yeah. zero was just yeah. Arnold. I that got this ad living. <laughs> and since they were out of money, they're like, uh, "Maybe we try it again. Just do, just do it from the script this time, Arnie." Uh, so then. So that's it for Sub-Zero. And apparently it's the first time one of the stalkers has ever been murdered on the show, which I find hard to believe. This show's been going for quite a while. At some point, one of these convicts, like they're all – they're putting murderers in the game. Eventually, somebody's going to kill one of these guys. Well, you, have but- to, you have to point out that there have been examples of exactly three criminals that have gotten through the gauntlet, and they show video – of these criminals in a tropical uh, oh, Maui, a tri- yeah, in an island somewhere with yep. women and drinks. Yeah. So that's the foreshadowing to uh, to a later yeah. scene. That's what, you, yeah, that's what that's what they that's the the prize. Um, so next they go. Uh, Dick Dawson's like, well, it happened. Sub Zero's dead, motherfucker. Let's pick another uh, stalker. And so then this time they get to send out two, apparently. And because this this woman again, she can't decide. She's like, "Oh, I love Buzzsaw, but my husband loves Dynamo." And blah. Yeah, and he's like, means, "Well, yeah, yeah, her husband loves Dynamo, which means her husband might not love women." Yeah, that's a really good. Who's? It's a weird, and also like, it's not he, the whole thing. Who put Dynamo together? Buzzsaw, big strong dude with a with a chainsaw. Yeah. It makes sense, right? What? what all the cocaine was used in coming up with with because <laughs> dynamos, yeah, hey, dynamo. He can like let's shoot put a electricity. Guy covered in light bulbs, yeah. But he sings opera. He sings opera. And I think think he's like the a gay, yeah, gay opera singing butterbean with lights around. He was, he was the the bald prisoner in uh, Stir Crazy. Oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah. The guy they get trapped in the cell with. Um, and he only lived about two months after this film. He had oh. a heart attack and died. Ooh, I would not have guessed that, considering he was about 400 pounds overweight. Did somebody throw water on him in the bathtub or something? Or <laughs> I mean, someone threw him in the yeah. bathtub? And let's put him in a costume where his only weakness is water. Yeah. Was he the right. Wicked Witch? What the fuck? <laughs> and I, w- I, will say this, I will say this about Buzzsaw. Like... Um, Buzzsaw sounds pretty intimidating. Is a big guy with a with a chainsaw, but multiple chainsaws. Put a guy on a motorcycle with a chainsaw, and that's pretty it's limiting. A, a like idea. there isn't a whole lot of mobility there. I mean, and also it's so loud that motorcycle right. that like they're running. Like where's he coming from? Well, the the, the loud noise right behind you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he can't sneak up on anybody. So meanwhile, I mean, don't get me wrong. Chainsaws yeah. do damage. As they're if they ever get to you and they're cutting your flesh, it does damage. But yes. it it seems like the odds of it actually working are like one in a hundred. It would be especially on a motorcycle. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. So meanwhile, Dynamo and Buzzsaw are sent out to do work. Meanwhile, 
Maria Conchita and Lonzo, who's been her subterfuge has been discovered. She's caught when she's trying to steal the, uh, the SD cards with the actual footage of the Bakersfield butcher incident. She gets dropped into the game and she's in the tight fitting Lycra, Lycra suit. And her, she's got this juicy little onion of an ass that just really, I really didn't appreciate in 1987 for some reason. And it now the retro looking back, I really do. And, um, and think about it. She was caught with the little, uh, digital, uh, disc thing. And if she was, um, supposedly like searched and then put mm-hmm. into this, yeah. uh, skin tight outfit yeah. where would she put the let's digital disc in this uh, no i'm just saying another foreshadowing something to All think right. about as right. we're something to think about um so she gets dropped into the game and arnie's still not being that nice to her he, she's like they think i was your girlfriend and he's like uh how about i just strangle you on camera right now <laughs> and then they'll know that you're not yeah, uh, he's he's really he really throughout the movie lays down all the reasons why she should fall in love with him. That's <laughs> true. It's true. He's uh, a charmer. So um, Yafet Koto and the nerd are kind of figuring out a plan. They're like, "Hey, look at these satellite dishes. They're pointing down." And I feel like the satellite dishes pointing down is a fucking a, again a plot point in a great many. 80s movies it's definitely doesn't only exist in the running man but they're <laughs> they realize they're like hey hold on if we just get to this one point we can take over the signal like they they figure it out very quickly they're smart it, another thing that they use in 80s movies that when they send them through the shoot they all go through this tunnel yeah like they send uh maria through the shoot also um and Every movie in the 80s for a while had tunnels, like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Tunnels. They had the tunnels. Uh, Goonies had tunnels. Uh, There were there were so many movies that they they loved tunnels in the 80s. It was a I think it was the technology of putting a camera on like a on a roller coaster. Oh, a moving movie. Yeah, speeding it up to make it look really cool. And I will say this too. While we're on, um, what's his face? What's the black character's name? Oh, Laughlin. He, I, I really do think that like halfway through this uh, little gauntlet thing, he must have, as he's watching the movie back, think, man, I was put in a Schwarzenegger movie. I was called The Running Man. I probably put, should have put a little bit of thought into the way I look. Yeah. He's the most like, well, yeah, he's, he's the most the soft looking yeah. person. Yeah. But I did would have, pause would have it to forward. get, I got a good dong uh, scene. I wanted to see what he was working with. You know, Yafra <laughs> Koto. Um, and it's not a flattering outfit, but there is one scene that looks like when it shifted <laughs> over, looked pretty substantial. Looked, it just seems like that. It seems like Carl. Carl Ed. Weathers would have been a more so on brand. casting, especially coming before the Predator. I think Carl Weathers should have gotten that part. I'm sure they they read for the same scene. That's a that's a really good point. Maybe he was busy. He might have been making Rocky Four at the time. Was, on conflict. was was this before or after Midnight Run? He had he had some good things going on. I wonder if it's in the IMDb the trivia. Trivia. We'll we'll check into that at the end. Uh, so, and also, the, kind of a bummer. 
like obviously it's kind of like James Bond or uh, Dirty Harry. They get a partner. That guy's going to die. So you know eventually Yafet Kodo and Weiss the nerd are going to die. But they they both didn't have to die in the same sequence. Like you figure you could stretch that out a little bit. But spoiler alert, Buzzsaw comes in and he's he's riding around on his Yamaha – his YZ 400 and he's swinging his, <laughs> he's swinging his, um, it's so loud and, it, and so slow. Yeah. He's swinging his chainsaw and he takes a big chunk out of Yafet Kodo and Yafet Kodo goes down, but he doesn't die. You know, you're, you're thinking, ah, oh, maybe he's just injured. And then, uh, he's, he's swinging around and then eventually, um, Arnie knocks him off his Kawasaki and he's like, don't worry. He like tells him I'm going to fuck you up with my chainsaw. And then they get in like an, like a, um, battle of strength where they're where they're holding the chainsaw up and arnie's got it takes so long that scene yeah arnie's got him by the arms and he's like i'm gonna fucking cut you up with my chainsaw i'm a bad motherfucker and arnie's like arnie like twisted around on him and then just fucking cuts buzzsaw's dick right off he just fucking slices him right up the crotch uh that's it for Buzzsaw. He gets he gets handled in the worst way ever. Meanwhile, Weiss and Maria Conchito Alonso are figuring out the satellite uplink. Weiss is like, hey, so nobody has a pen and paper in the future. So he's like, I'm going to need you to remember this password. And then he does a thing. And this is mostly chicks that do this. So I was surprised that this is Weiss's move. He's He's like giving her the password. And instead of saying the integers... He says it like this, 17-17-3. And she's like, 17-7-3? And he's like, no, 17-17-3. You mean one seven one seven three? Like, who says 17? That's insane. <laughs> that is madness. That is and, crazy. And, but he might have gone crazy because it was – this was some terrible writing. She goes – what are you doing, Wise? Okay, Wise? Why are we here, Wise? Okay, Wise. Totally notice this. She does yeah. it like four times, five times. Yeah. <laughs> and and then what and then what does he say immediately after that? Your name's Amber, right? Like, <laughs> have they not been introduced? She clearly knows his name and he's confused. <laughs> he doesn't know hers. It's so weird. Very strange. Um, so then Dynamo shows up and he immediately wastes Weiss because until this point, we didn't really know what his power was besides singing opera and being fat and having lights on his suit. But he blasts him. He shoots like lasers, electricity into Weiss and just fucking dusts him quick. Um, Amber escapes and she's she's her and Arnie are running away when Dynamo just fucking crashes his dune buggy like a dipshit. Like he's chasing him and they run up a hill and he's like, Oh, I'll just fucking race him, race up this hill. And then he rolls the dune buggy and his big fat ass is out of commission. And he's like, cut, go to commercial cut. I'm hurt. <laughs> yes. And meanwhile, this guy's it's... just killed Arnie's close friend and Arnie chooses to spare dynamo to the, to the chagrin of the viewing public. Interesting turn of events. Would you guys agree? Well, the, the thing about that that I, I kept thinking about throughout the movie, but especially this scene, again, there wasn't the the, the pause and, and be like, you know, Blade Runner had flying cars. Back to the Future had these things. They have computers in the car. 
Do why are we doing the 1987 dune buggy that climbs a hill? Why why exactly are we doing the exact same vehicle 30 years from now? What's and way too there? small of a, of a vehicle for a giant fat man like that it would be so hard for like say yeah, he just did getting catch in him. and out would be a problem for him. Yeah, he would lose them. They would run away before he was able to extricate himself from that tiny little vehicle. It was just a bad plan. And another 80s move uh, I, I wrote down about when, when Buzzsaw is killed by getting a chainsaw to the the, the nuts. Yeah. You know, in 80s movies and TV shows, when you got hit in the nuts, you, like, talked in a high voice kind of thing. Right. Like, they, that was always the joke. Well, right when he gets the chainsaw to the nuts, he goes, ah! like Like, it becomes like some sort of opera singing himself. Yes. If you just died that way, mm-hmm. you yeah. wouldn't. Although, doesn't he come back to life or something? Uh, no. No, 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 no. no. Isn't, isn't he? I think he does have, he like wakes up or something, doesn't he? No? Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah. In, the, the, before the chance of the nuts. That's right. That's right. That's he, right. He, he gets knocked down and, and you think he's out and then he opens his eyes and comes after Arnold. And then yeah. Arnold, then Arnold so, has the. Yeah, when the, he gets knocked off his Husqvarna, yeah. he's. So what, he's what, what's laid the, cat, the catchphrase? The catchphrase for this killing was what? Uh, he he had to split. He had, he had to split. He had to split. And then yeah. uh, what? When uh, Dynamo was died? What was Dynamo? What was Dynamo's? No, he doesn't kill Dynamo. Well, he doesn't kill him. That water kills him. Oh, uh, yeah. But he, but he didn't say later. something about your lights are out or his lights. Oh were- yeah 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 yeah. Oh yeah uh, yeah. So then. He um so meanwhile Dawson Dick Dawson's freaking out. He's he's got he's comes up with a pivot. He's like, "Look, I'm going to reach out to Arnie and he does it via the via the um uh, one of the monitors in the game where he's like, "Look, Arnie, we're not on TV right now, but what I can do is I can get you a 3-year contract, a condo on the beach." Sounds pretty good to be honest cuz he's he's running for his life. And he used to be a cop. So like Ben Richards was kind of on the same team as Dick Dawson just a short period before. He's like he's like why don't you become a stalker? You can do murdering in the game like these guys are doing and you'll have a pretty nice <laughs> life. And uh, and Arnie's like no fucking way. I'm going to fucking kill you. Or, no, he's like I'm going to Oh come. yeah, he has the longest run out run on sentence in history. Yeah, you want to like, know what I think? Yeah. I say I'm going to talk, and then I'll have seventeen things to say. It's like yeah. a four-year-old. He just well, he's keeps like, I'm going to sh- I'm going to shove gonna my hand your down your throat, and it's going to go through your esophagus, and then into your stomach, and then through your small intestine, and then I'm going to be able to get your spine from there, and then I'm going to rip out your spine. It's like, dude, just say I'm going to fuck you up or whatever. It's very long. <laughs> um, so hey, he's like, one no, update, I'm not. One update on Dynamo. Dude graduated from MIT. What? The actor? <laughs> Interesting turn. Interesting turn. Um, so they're now they're like running out of guys. So they have to start calling people out of retirement. And meanwhile, they all still work there. Like retirement doesn't mean it's kind of like pro wrestlers. Like pro wrestlers, they get out, they're not wrestling anymore, but they're just kind of around. Well, that's what they're doing on this game show. So they're like, fireball to the and luckily. Jim Brown still has like the costume, um, two two gray stripes in his hair, and they're yeah, like, the, like skunk look. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, <laughs> all right, fireball, get your suit on, and and then so he his thing is he can shoot fire. He has like a um, 
blowtorch or flamethrower. And so think of how dangerous he would have been if they put some of Jim Brown's girlfriends oh, in this. That's what I was thinking. Um, so, th- but then they go to the crowd and they get some old lady and, um, Dick Dawson's is like, let me, he's like, let me tongue kiss you. And then he's like, who do you want to go? Who do you want to win? And she's like, I want, I want Ben Richards. And then she goes, that boy is one mean motherfucker. Whoa. That's right. Yeah, which is a little heavy, but then you what the and the she point, seemed ancient, like really yeah. old lady for that. Moment. Yeah, I'd I'd be surprised if she outlived Dynamo. But then she, uh, <laughs> but then the whole crowd is kind of turns. You know, the Ben's Ben's won the crowd, and even they go back out to the betting on the street in Skid Row, and all of a sudden they're like, "Give me two hundred on Richards," and all of a sudden the betting goes the other direction, um, and. And so then fireball goes into the game and, uh, and so they gotta, they've gotta be this, this scene drove me nuts from Amber. They need to be quiet because, because, uh, fireball is stalking them. Right. And she does that like yell whisper, Richards, yeah. Richards yeah. over and over again. It's like, shut the fuck up. You're trying to hide. Yeah, exactly. And, and they find, the bodies of the three guys that they're promoting that have won the game. And they're in like some locker room. Yeah. Like they just, they have charred bodies in a locker room. Yeah. And I think it's, yeah, it's like alluded that fireball torched them, but it's like, wouldn't you like other people are going to be in that game and to see the bodies, like, wouldn't you dispose of the bodies or at least take the dog tags (laughs) off? Once, once again, this is a reminder, this set outside of the studio where Dawson is, yeah. It's just trash and steam, and then yeah. here they're just in a dirty old locker room. Yeah. And you know the what they said? Yeah. They said that the um, that this gauntlet or the um, the what do you whatever you call it the um, the maze or whatever they yeah. they have to yeah. go through yeah. is like this because of quote unquote the the quake of ninety seven. Oh, they allude to a the quake of ninety seven oh, as in as in a dilapidated part of town because of that or something. The quake of ninety seven. Fair enough. Um, so they find the bodies and then fireball sneaks fire, up. Fireball sneaks up on them, but again, Arnie makes quick work of the guy. Well, like much, much like some of the other costumes, it was a pretty <laughs> easily defeatable. It was. <laughs> Yeah, very pull the hose. Yeah. yeah, very cumbersome. And what what purpose did the um, wood shop safety goggles that he was wearing? <laughs> what purpose did they serve exactly? Because yeah. clearly not fireproof. Yeah, in chemistry class where you had a Bunsen burner, you had to put those right. those goggles on. They're like the two dollar ones. They're not even like the the good ones that welders would wear. They're like the really cheap shitty. Yeah, ones. those are those are dollar store things. Yeah, super cheap. Um, but eventually Arnie like busts off the, um, busts off the tank tube, the tube that's feeding his tank and, and gas spills everywhere. And then he lights a flare. How about a light that throws the flare at him? And then how about a light? Yeah. And then, and then he says, what a hothead. Like they're (laughs) really, they're really piling on. Uh, and then, so then Jesse, the body Ventura has to come, he has to come out of retirement to do some turtleneck. Yeah, and but he leaves the wig on, and but meanwhile, and this is this is kind of um, ambiguous. 
Is he wearing an accordion or something? It was a weird looking costume. Yeah, he had some like metal, like tin outfit on, and he's like, oh, "I'm not doing this bullshit. This is stupid." And he's throwing off the gear, and he. But then he's. It's not that he's refusing to do the killing, but he says, "We used to do. We didn't need any of this shit ten years ago when I was doing this." I think he wants to just go do an old school murder without having a gimmick. Was but but he's also called Captain Freedom, so it's very confusing. Um, but but Dick Dawson's like, I oh, know I got a better plan. I'm gonna superimpose some shit. So even though Jesse the Body Ventura is too proud to go into the game and do murder in a costume, he's not too proud to go and do and murder a do rando in a fake thing, and then they're going to superimpose the, um, the Arnie's face on the guy, which is something that they're only, they've only just been able to do. Like, that is something that's just a recent technological development that they predicted in The Running Man, the face painting. Um, so they, they, they broadcast that. But meanwhile, um, Arnie and um, Amber... And- Maria and Kachina Alonso, they link back up with Dweezil Zappa and Mick Fleetwood. They're inside the um they're inside the quadrant or whatever, in the place where you can broadcast from the TV. And um they're so they're gonna take over the the satellite. And luckily, Maria Conchita Alonso, they're like, what can we broadcast? Like they hadn't really thought this through. And she's <laughs> like, Why don't you why don't you show the unedited footage of the bakersfield massacre and she hands him the um she hands him the the mini disc and it's it's arnie's like where have you been hiding that and she's basically like in my pussy (laughs) and also they've been through a lot that's been in there for a while yeah isn't it really the only any flirtation at all in the entire movie that little line no he immediately falls in love with her by the neck right yeah, like he's immediately all of a sudden you could see he's smitten. He's like, "Oh, I didn't know you were a freak." Okay, yeah, you're more <laughs> my style. Um, so they take over the satellite, and they also storm the uh, they storm the studios. And Dweezil comes in the control room, and he not to be outdone. He's got his bray on, he's got his Uzi, and he's like, "Don't touch that dial," which is a very <laughs> sick line. Uh, and Arnie's Arnie's there. He's like, it's showtime. It's a whole thing. Um, then Dynamo shows back. Maria Conchita Alonso has been left alone. She's in the, in the bowels of the network. And all of a sudden, Dynamo's there. And he's got his he's, – he's recovered enough, I guess, from his injuries that he's he's got enough function to decide that it's time to rape Maria Conchita Alonso. <laughs> That's right, yeah. And they get a, a a big ass shot of him, and he's wearing giant, like size fifty five grippers. Yeah, tidy whities. It was super gross. They get the like the whole crotch taint shot of him. Um, but she, what does she she do? Does she turn on the sprinklers or something? No, he's there's a she's holding a gun at, yeah. and he's trying to pin her down, and like the gun shoots the uh, the the sprinkler. Yeah, and then he's saturated and. Uh, electrocuted somehow that doesn't transfer to her yeah, she uh, he's her. as he's electrocuted. all right that's what it is um so oh then arnie corners richard dawson on set and arnie's got um he's got a machine gun but then 
all of a sudden Richard Dawson's like, not so fast. And he calls out Sven, who Sven has a sidearm, but he's not – it's assumed that they're just going to fight each other for some reason. And all of a sudden Arnie's machine gun is gone and like he cruises up to Sven and then Dawson's like, kill Sven. You take care of this. And Sven's like – Sven's like, I got frosted tips and I work out with Arnold, so I'm not doing that. Yeah, he said something because earlier – Dick Dawson said something to Jesse the Body Ventura about steroids, and Sven took great offense to that. But he so definitely is on steroids. Well, of course, but he's been like his bodyguard for the whole movie. Like, could, could, he's obviously they have a relationship, but meanwhile, he makes that one comment, and Sven's like, I'll just go do some steroids. It was nearly unintelligible. Like, it needed to be dubbed. Yeah. He had such a thick accent. It was very confusing. But so Sven bounces, and, uh, and Dick Dawson, he knows he's cooked. Um, Ar- Arnie gets a hold of him, and he's like, "You, you bastard, drop dead!" And Arnie responds with, "I don't do requests." Very good. Just a lot and, of classic uh, lines. Now, what happens that this uh, pod that all of the other characters went point. through? Right, right. That's a great point. Why didn't it dump them in like a garbage pit like everyone else? So when they when they landed, I don't know if you remember, there was like a netting at the end of the slide that they come down that catches the tube. And for some reason, that netting isn't there when Dick Dawson gets sent down. He just goes careening into a billboard of himself that is apparently loaded with explosives. (laughs) No explanation, though. No explanation for why – or how Schwarzenegger knew that that pod was going to take him to his death. Because I was thinking, this is kind of an underwhelming way to kill yes. this guy. Like, he's yeah. putting him on a, a joyride. I mean, that they've already proven to survive the pod. I don't know how he yeah. knew that this was going to happen. I they left that part out. Yeah, maybe they cut out a scene where before yeah. they went into the studio, they're like, hey, let's pull down this netting just in case we want to send somebody <laughs> down this to their death. I don't know. That was that was a little confusing. Anyway, it worked. Dick Dawson explodes. The world is saved. And, and so naturally, naturally, the lovebirds. Yeah. Immediately, Arnie wants to get balls deep with Maria Cachita Alonso. <laughs> like they get into a full make out. I get why he would be into her. She saved his life. Yeah. yeah. And she's hot. she's hot. Yeah. But like what what about Arnold? Arnold like nearly killed her and and kidnapped her and could have raped her and everything and she's on board. Doesn't uh, make any yeah, sense. It's crazy. Like why it's crazy. Why would she be into him? Yeah, she something turned for her. She got when she saw him in handcuffs and stuff, she got a little just a little dampness. It's a little bit of a tingle. <laughs> when when her co-worker was like, man, if he had only raped you. Yes, she, she had a rape fantasy. <laughs> uh, so that's that's how the movie ends. It's a fantastic movie. I really – And the song they play at the end is No More Lonely Nights. Wow. Was, no More which, Lonely Nights. Is that what it is? Yeah, like – well, I, 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 I had it playing while I was like typing one last note and then that was the refrain. No More Lonely Nights. Like what? Yeah, he was in prison. He was not lonely. He was yeah. not happy, but he wasn't yeah. lonely. But now he's fallen. So, um, so How do we it was, know he didn't have a wife or something beforehand? The the song at the end was uh, Restless Heart Running Away With You. 
And it was by John Parr, who had like oh, won like a Grammy and an Oscar for Saint Elmo's Fire a couple oh, a uh, classic a couple classic years. Jam. And and yeah. this Restless Heart by John Parr, I guess like topped at number fifty on the Billboard charts. Well, but then, if you look yeah. at John Parr's like career, he yeah, did a he kind of was songs. a. No more lovely nights. No pain, no gain. No pain, no gain. Did yeah, he did he did the St. Elmo's Fire song. He probably stacked a lot of chips from that, right? Well, Jason? he was he he was like a poor man's Kenny Loggins. Yeah, he and was. that he he did soundtracks from like Saint Elmo's Fire on into the nineties was. I feel like but he right as they're walking the... off, you cut it off. But he, he says no more lonely nights. That's the big like <laughs> as they walk off. What? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All clips from the movie. It's fucking. Oh, sweet. It's Jim Brown. It doesn't really fit the movie. With a restless heart. Roll the dice. Make a brand new start. Yeah, it doesn't really. So John Parr probably just was like, hey, I got these songs. Yeah, yeah, which which one like the, best fits maybe your movie? Uh, and right. I, it didn't really fit the movie. Well, do you have a dystopian song? Yeah, uh, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say the uh, the 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 end the credits song, just consistent with the movie. Instead of thinking maybe they should do something with a little bit uh, more in the future, they just did like a typical '80s sounding rock ballad to end the movie on. Uh, yeah, it says here, hold on. The film's soundtrack was composed by Harold Faltermeyer and includes music oh, by... Faltermeyer Wolf- is uh, is Beverly Hills Cop, right? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, includes music by Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Have you heard of him? Richard <laughs> Wagner, again. Wagner. Jackie, J- Jackie Jackson? But one Jackie. Of the Jackson Five. Yeah, but the one nobody wants. Right. And John Parr, who performed the main theme of the film called Restless Heart, parenthesis, Running Away With You, written and produced by Faltermeyer and played during that. So John Parr didn't even write it. Um, Some more trivia. The The film inspired TV's American Gladiators as well as the plot and settings of the Williams Arcade Game Smash Another reason to love it. Yeah, of course. Uh, many people who worked with Richard Dawson on the game show Family Feud, where he used to tongue people's aunt, say that in real life, Dawson was much like his character Damon Killian in his <laughs> handling of underlings. Shocker. So he was a huge dick. Uh, the big dance number at the start of The Running Man was choreographed by Paula Abdul. Richard Dawson was only 55 in this movie? That's crazy. That's crazy. Wow. I don't feel like he lived 
He lived to 79. I'm looking at the ages of everybody. Yeah. McFleetwood was 45 at the time. Wow. Oh, my God. He That's looks 75. Well, he has, he has makeup on. Well, he has makeup. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dynamo was 34. Yeah. Jesse 34? Ventura. Jesse Ventura, 36. What? Oh, my God. Yafid Cotto, 48. Oh, that's more believable. Schwar- Schwarzenegger was 40. Uh, Mar- Maria Conchito Alonso was 30. Mm. Uh, Dweezil Zappa, 18. 18? <laughs> wow. Uh, when, the, the- Kill- when Killian is sending Fireball into the game, he says, there goes the leading rusher. Fireball, of course, is played by Jim Brown, the NFL's all-time leading rusher at the time. I had uh, read where um, this movie... And it's opening weekend, and I think overall, I think it grossed like thirty-eight million bucks. It was like a in the lower half of his total grossing. Yeah, movies. it was, it was like kind it was of a failure, kind of a pedestrian movie. It made yeah. money, but it wasn't it wasn't like a printing money. In fact, I think he went on to do a couple of those really awful comedies that just were massive right. hits at the box office. There was yeah, Twins and um, and the one that he Kindergarten was Cop, yeah, oh, Kindergarten yeah. Cop too, Junior. Yeah, junior. junior. That they were massive hits Huge. in the uh, in the box office. But I think this was like maybe like his last like action movie for a little bit because what he did Commando that didn't do too well after Terminator, Conan the Barbarian. But um, this was before the real big hit. I think ter- the second Terminator movie was when he went like upper upper echelon in box office. And then he started doing True Lies and everything else. Oh, fantastic. Amazing. Uh, here, Arnold Schwarzenegger thought Paul Michael Glazer was a terrible choice to direct. <laughs> um, having no well, experience. But they churned through the others. Yeah. He thought Glazer shot this film like a TV show, losing all of the script's deeper themes. Schwarzenegger suspected that because Glazer was a last minute replacement, he didn't have time to research this, this feature. He was, this future he was depicting. Unlike James Cameron had with the term, oh, how can you research the future? It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> also in television, they hire you, and the very next week they shoot, so he didn't place all of the blame at Glazer's feet. Well, Arnie's a good guy. Uh, the character Mick, the leader of the underground, is played by drummer Mick Fleetwood. Yeah, they called him Mick. Yeah, his name is Mick in the movie. Uh, oh, his compatriot in the movie, a character named Stevie and played by Dweezil Zappa, is an obvious homage to Stevie Nicks of Fleetwood Mac. Interesting. <laughs> obvious. Yeah. Yes. Makes sense. Um, what else? The running man suit that the contestants wear bears an Adidas logo at the hip and right arm. I didn't see that. Um. Oh, prior to Paul Michael Glazer being hired as director, executive producer Rob Cohen had hired four other directors in his attempts to make the movie. The first was George P. Cosmatos, who had impressed Cohen with his work on Rambo First Blood Part Two. However, when Cosmatos announced that he wanted to relocate the entire film to a shopping mall – Cohen let him go. Although I feel like that would have been kind of cool. Feeling that Cosmatos was taking the script. Yeah, we can't do a shopping mall. Instead, we're just going to do steaming trash. Right. (laughs) Cohen next offered offered the project to German director Carl Schenkel. Feel like there's a there's a a twist coming there Mm -hmm. with the German director, having been impressed with Obwarts, but Schenkel turned him down as he didn't feel comfortable taking on such a large project. Next, Cohen hired Ferdinand Fair 
Fairfax, that's just a made-up name, based <laughs> upon his work, blah, 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 Fairfax began to take the screenplay in a direction which Cohen disliked. So once again, he let him go. Cohen then turned to Andrew Davis, who directed Code of Silence. Davis actually got the project off the ground and into production, but only eight days into the shoot, he was already $8 million over budget and four days behind schedule. As such, Cohen let Davis go and ultimately hired Glazer, who had whom he had worked with on the first season of Miami Vice. Jeez, what a mess. Body count. How many people killed in this movie? Mm. Take yeah, the there, are, there are more, more directors than stalkers killed. Well, yeah. no, the prison riot, they, they immediately go to machine guns on yep. the prisoners. A lot of people. And there's a lot of machine gunning. At still the, not in a ton. What, in what, the end. Oh, well, the yeah. Massacre had a lot. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. That was yeah. that was 1,500 civilians. Right. Women yeah. and children. Well, All they, they, said, they said 60, but that's not in the actual body count <laughs> on camera. I'll just tell you guys since you're not guessing. Body count, 41. 41. <laughs> Somebody can go back and review that. Uh, two actors went on to become governor of a U.S. state in November 98. Jesse yeah. Ventura was elected governor of Minnesota. And in October 2003, Arnold Schwarzenegger was elected governor of California. Um, what else? It was, called, tw- it was called Running Man, and there isn't a whole lot of running. Yeah, no, l- that's true. Lumbering. Yeah. Especially by Dynamo. He had to get a car. One hour, 23 minutes into the film, as Killian is congratulating his production team, he is standing next to a TV that is rolling credits for the show. The credits are quite easy to read on a large screen and are, thank you, Tim, George, Gary, Paul, Rob, Keith, you, me, us, them, what next? I don't know. Titles, (laughs) type M wrong, makeup, paint your face, props, property, locations, by too long here, art director, red, G, blue, and primary colors, music, do, re, mi, catering, scene ends. Uh, Dolph Lundgren and Christopher e. Reeve expressed interest in starring in the movie, and Patrick and Sw- Swayze had also been considered. Patrick Swayze was 5'3". Yeah, and he, he all he did was uh, wiggle his hips. He would have been terrible in this. Kicked a lot of ass in Roadhouse. Uh, okay. <laughs> That um, is it. And yes. one, one thing I did when I was looking at the little comparison to the book. In the book, he takes the offer to become a um, – Oh, he does. One of, one of the cadre because yeah. I think I think he's, he's trying his, – maybe his wife and child are in like some sort of debtor's prison or something. Oh, interesting. That's, that's more the, interesting. They scrapped that because I think they wanted this uh, Maria Conchito Alonso – uh, love interest kind of it oh, issue, right. but anyway, in the book he helps her escape. Then he like finds out that his wife and child had been murdered, and oh. so he goes berserk and fights people on a plane. And they like he's like bleeding out, but he he kills everyone on the plane and then crashes the plane into the studio, killing everyone on the Running Man set. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Somebody needs to do a as, as the guts are spilling out of him, he cr- crashes into – and that's how he gets Killian. Fantastic. Don Johnson was in talks to star as Ben but passed on the project to remain in Miami Vice. What could have been – Can't leave fun- Rico Tubb standing there. Final film of Erland Van Lith. R.I.P. 
Uh, okay, that's it. Excellent job all the way around, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, it, it's on Amazon Prime, right? Yeah, yes. watch it on Amazon Prime. It's free right now. Um, it's well worth it. Oh, Jason Stewart, quickly, give me your thoughts on the Battle of Winterfell. Just air Quick this thoughts week. on the Battle of Winterfell? I think yeah. the um, I, we've done a couple of Michael Bay movies on these podcasts, and it yeah. kind of reminded me of a Michael Bay movie where it was like, over the top and impressive to look at, short on storyline, significant flaws. Um, I, I just haven't been a fan of the direction this uh, TV show has gone in. So uh, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the now, battle. Now, how how could you how could you make out what was going on? The battle took place at night. It was fucking so dark. My TV right. just looked like a fucking black darkness with like palm fronds being waved in front of it. It's been the, it's been the, I think so the, biggest, the biggest complaint today and they doubled up, they doubled down and, and made like the snow fog for the dragons. Yes. So they can, they can see, I think that the whole um, dark scenes and, and snow fog was their way of trying to like, not have to do so many special effects, just do a bunch of like deception for the viewers. When but- you have dragons and you have a massive army that the, the other guys have a much bigger army, don't you try to incinerate the other army with your fucking dragon fire? Yes or no, Jason? Typically. Yeah, that's what they've always done. Where the were past. the dragons? It's too expensive to draw those dragons. That's a problem. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Ed Daly, Ed Daly does not watch Game of Thrones. I used to. I just kind of well, gave up. I'm kind of with Ugh. you. It was very disappointing last night. I did but like the way you're describing the darkness. I'm watching uh, Narcos Mexico right now, yeah. and I watch it in the gym mostly. It's too dark. It's so dark. I, I struggle with these scenes. How about some lighting? One more thing, Jason Stewart. The Me Too movement. Do you think that had something? to do with us not getting one last look at Melisandre's beautiful breasts before she turned into an old woman and died. Spoiler. I mean, probably, I think yeah. that the show in general has gone away from the boobs. No I mean, titties. if you watch the first season versus so many titties. the last season, yeah. it's, it's a not even close. It's just unbelievable. Okay. Excellent job all the way around. One of, one of uh, the favorite movies we've done recently, more movies to come definitely in talks to do a lot more, uh, reviews here. So look forward to that for Ed Daly, for Jason Stewart. My name is Brian Beckner. This has been episode 266 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Styles baller podcast getting bigger and not smaller. Broadcasting weekly, that's what we do with Easy Ed Daily and a man Jay Stew and Brian Beckner. Quick to dissect the week in sports and culture and whatever. Plus, you know, there's Kate with a C, but she's known as Fancy Pop to you and me. Talking loud, comments, conundrums, my brothers. Reviewing some movies and shows and the others. Top podcast, man, no one is above us. Five star, even the haters will love us. And we're not trying to talk politics a lot. We'd much rather talk about dicks a lot. Shit's so hot, man, you know the shit's on top. Top podcast, man, it really hits the spot. Listen up, you players and shot callers. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. And you know the show is so flawless. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. Listen up, you players and shot callers. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. And you know the show is for all us. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller.